Where is the help going to come from for Indiana basketball? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? This is the Locked On Hoosiers podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Goins. I appreciate you making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen each and every day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. Where is the help going to come from for Indiana basketball? After we've seen two games and the Hoosiers are two and oh, you can't be a one man band. If you're Mike Woodson and this Indiana team, and we saw Kaloware have an absolute day against army but it still was almost not enough for Indiana to defeat the Black Knights in a 72-64 to win. We know what Khalil Ware did, and we also know that Indiana sort of went away from him in the second half the other night, right? We saw Ware, in 31 minutes played, go 9 of 11 from the field, 2 of 3 at the free throw line, 6 rebounds, recorded an assist, a steal, a block, and had 20 points to lead all scores. And you had Xavier Johnson who went off for 19. And you had Renew who went off for 14. But my question to you and to Indiana is who else can step up and play on a consistent level? Because what I saw from Khalil Ware on, on Sunday, that should be just about every night from, from Ware. It really, really should. That should be just about every night because will they will Indiana always have the matchup problem and the matchup advantage with him down low? No, you're not going to always have that. Which means you've got to have somebody else step up and carry the load. You expect Xavier Johnson to have between 15 and 20 points every night. I expect that and I think a lot of you Indiana fans do as well. And I bet head coach Mike Woodson expects that too. But who else? Can we trust Malik Renew to, to carry the team if there's another big man that's sort of shutting down Khalil Ware? Can we expect McKenzie and Baco to come onto the scene and, and start showing up in college basketball a little bit? Or what about Trey Galloway, the experienced veteran who had just five points the other night? It worked out fine against Army, and it's probably going to work out fine when you play Wright State coming up this week. But Khalil Ware has to get some help. And it either has to be, or I'd prefer it to be both, come from the guys in the starting rotation and also come off the bench. In a game like Army and a game like Wright State, you can use Ware and you ought to go to him every time down the floor. Get your win. Because, look, through two games, Indiana cannot guarantee a win against Wright State. I know that's crazy to say. But am I wrong? I don't think so. And you can't sit here and tell me that going into this game later this week for Indiana, that you're not just a little bit nervous if they don't come out and play well. Because Wright State 
Maybe not right now, but historically, they're not a bad program. They've made the NCAA tournament before. They're a decent program there at Dayton. You can't mess around. And through two games, Indiana has not impressed by any means. And I think Khalil Ware has a chance to be all Big Ten, maybe second team, if he continues to play like this and if Indiana continues to use him to their advantage, as they should. But, man, when you start playing teams like UConn and Michigan and Auburn and Kansas and really start getting into Big Ten play, those teams have guys that will match up with Khalil Ware. I'm sorry, they're going to. And Indiana's not going to be able to just throw it in to Khalil Ware and just say, hey, go to work, man. Do your thing, right? We know you're seven feet tall. And so go do your thing. In the Army game, I really wanted Indiana to just keep doing it. That way they could just get the win and get out, right? Get out of that game. Let Army go home and let's move on to the next one. But what I also don't want to see is Indiana get complacent and that be their only form of offense in the half court, right? Good thing about where, even as a seven-footer, he does run the floor. He does do that in transition. But we know the problem so far. Indiana's not getting out in transition. But here's what I don't want to see. Is Indiana realize, oh, hey, there's a seven-footer down there, and we're playing right state. Let's just throw it to him every time, and that's that. We just don't, we don't need to do anything else on offense. That's a bad idea. That's a really bad idea because, again, when you start playing better teams who have answers for him or will be able to pull doubles onto him, you have to find a way for somebody else to get into the offense and somebody else to get going. Yes, I expect Xavier Johnson to be one of those guys. But who else, right? Who else out of the non-expectations, right, somebody that we don't really expect to step up and be that guy? I look at Trey Galloway. I look at Galloway. He is your senior guard on this team who's been here for a hot minute. He knows what it's like to play at Indiana. He knows what it's like to play in the Big Ten. He has to take some some credit, right? He's got to take some accountability here. And when the offense is struggling, and maybe they're on Xavier Johnson because most of the time, the best defending guard on the other team is going to be on Johnson more times than not down the floor because of how good he is with the ball in his hands. I look at Trey Galloway. You're six foot five playing the guard spot. You can create your own shot, put it on the floor, and sort of be that orchestrator. Sure, throw it down to where if he's there, but if not, make a play. Start the offensive rotation. We've talked a lot about ball movement. Be the one to start that. I look at Galloway. I really do. And we've talked about the bench and how they're going to have to get involved here as well. But in these games where Khalil Ware is shut down, because he is going to be your go-to scorer. I think we've seen that already. He, he will definitely be one of your best players on defense, especially in the paint, being seven foot. People are going to be scared to go after him. But the offense has been... The worst of two evils, I guess, is the best way to say that. I mean, the offensive defense, neither one of them have been good so far. But I think Indiana's defense has been good enough. It's just been the three-pointers they haven't been able to defend. They're letting guys shoot wide-open shots. It's been the offense where there's just absolutely nothing. I mean, it is bland. It's like unsalted food at your mom's house. It's just not good, right? 
Indiana's got to find some guys on offense. I look at Trey Galloway as a veteran guard on this team to step up when the offense is in a rut, force a turnover, get out and run, because Khalil Ware is going to be a superstar. He already is. But when other teams shut him down, Indiana's going to have to find somebody else to score and generate offense because it can't always be Ware. Coming up here on Locked on Hoosiers, we'll talk about how Indiana can sort of generate some, some tempo, maybe a little urgency on the offensive end of the floor and how it could start on the defensive side of the floor for the Indiana Hoosiers. Today's episode here on Locked on Hoosiers is brought to you by Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time together, you and I. We get fired up on wins and losses, on who starts and sits, and hey, who's going to score the basketball? I'm thankful for the connection that you and I have. And today, I want our chat to be a little bit more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply of ED medications. You realize what that means? Bring it on extended travel, onto a next natural disaster if we have one, or supply chain issues as well. You're covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill generics for Cialis, Viagra, or, or Revadio prescriptions. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at Jace Medical, that's J-A-S-E medical.com, to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. Quote, I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered my antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would, would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code Locked On for $20 off your purchase. And a reminder, as football season continues on, that Locked On is having our Locked On College Football Kickoff Live show each Friday. Locked On goes live at 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications. Those are getting spicy. The conference rivalry games and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on any Locked On College YouTube channel, including Locked On Hoosiers. You don't want to miss it. Well, how can Indiana offensively generate a little urgency? How can they get some tempo going and ultimately put the ball in the basket? Well, it's going to come from other guys besides Khalil Ware. We've talked about that a little bit. But I think just getting the ball in other people's hands and moving the basketball around. Offense can be started in a couple of ways. You can get offense from transition buckets, which ultimately start on the defensive side. And we were talking about Khalil Ware. And I think that can be a really big starting point for an offense for Indiana that struggles so bad in the half court so far. I ask you this question. What has Khalil Ware done so well on the defensive side of the floor so far this season? Through two games, what's his best thing so far? He can block shots, right? He has had some monster blocks, some volleyball spike type blocks that I think could generate a little buzz. And if you get those big blocks out towards the three-point line 
and one of Indiana's guards can grab it like Johnson or Galloway or Cups if he's in the game and take off down the floor, right? If you can get that, get into transition, kick it up for a dunk or a layup, out for a three. I know Indiana's not a great three-point shooting team, but you see what I'm saying here. That can be the start of a run that we saw back in game one against Florida Gulf Coast, right, in the first game of the regular season. The big run that Indiana had in the second half of 14 or more points, it started from a turnover. It started from a stop on the defensive side. That was a steal at half court, and that's totally fine. Get a steal, get a turnover, get a block, right? Get a charge, something like that to get out and run a little bit. And I think if Indiana can build confidence on the defensive side, it will translate to the offensive side. I promise you it will. I've seen it. I've seen it across college basketball. Teams that struggle offensively, you have to give in and you have to go a little bit harder on defense to sort of make up for it. And then there's enough talent on this Indiana team. And I know there's 10 new faces and you lost guys to the NBA. I get all of that. I do. I get all of that. But for a team that has this much talent, it just takes a spark. That's all it takes. It takes one little spark in a game, in a four-minute stretch, in a season to really get things going. And I look, I believe it's going to come together. I don't know how much. I don't know when. And I don't know where, to be completely honest. If I could predict the future, I probably wouldn't be doing this, right? I'd be I'd be somewhere else making a boatload of money. But I do believe it comes together. But I do think it's going to start on the defensive end of the floor. And that gets us back to talking about defending the three. You can get out and run on missed threes because typically what happens on missed three-pointers from your opponent, those lead to long rebounds. And long rebounds lead to runouts. And runouts then lead to transition points and that's how it all begins you can use a guy like Khalil Ware off the block you can use your guards to get steals and once you get that first transition bucket I want to see Indiana go into some full court press right get a full court press on force another turnover make them take a bad shot and then when you come back down you've got a little confidence if you're at home there at assembly hall you can get the crowd into it a little bit right? All of those things give you some confidence. And then as soon as that first shot goes down, whether it be a three from the corner from, from Gabe cups, or whether it be an alley-oop dunk from Xavier Johnson to McKenzie and or whether he steps up and hits a shot, because I think that kid can play. He just hasn't really shown it all that much yet. Right? Once those things start to happen, this team is too talented not to make shots and not to get buckets. Now I will say this, the offensive game plan and play calling hasn't been good by any means. Uh, it's been quite questionable, to be honest. So that has to get better. And guess what? That's on head coach Mike Woodson. It is. That, that's on the head coach, and that's on the coaching staff for not setting your players up to be successful. But once you do that, once you figure out what this team is going to be and who they're going to run through, whether it really does end up being Kalel Ware, or if it is your guards feeding it through him, or if anybody steps up, once you kind of realize what this team is going to be, then you can orchestrate the offense around 
that one or two players in that particular game plan. That's what good coaches do. And guess what? That's how college basketball works. You think when Zion Williamson was at Duke that Coach K said, yeah, I know we got Zion, but we're not going to run offense through him. If he gets it, he gets it. No, they ran through him all the time, and that's why he was one of the best players in college basketball. You saw it with Indiana last year with Trace Jackson Davis. He was the focal point of the offense, and the game plan was give it to him and get out of the way. I don't think Indiana has that guy this year just yet because I don't think Ware is going to be somebody where you give him the basketball at the top of the three-point line and just say, all right, go to work, make something happen, superstar. I don't think Indiana has that, but you don't have to. You don't have to have that. you got to generate offense in other ways. I look at transition points off of turnovers, stops, and just hardcore defense. Once you figure out who your go-to scorers are going to be and who your playmakers are, and that doesn't mean just scores. A lot of people say, oh, he's a playmaker. Doesn't mean he's just making shots. Playmakers are passing the ball and setting hard screens and those back cuts that we've talked about previously on the show. Find out who your playmakers are and build an offense around them. And it may take a little bit for Indiana to truly find out who that is. Luckily, you have one more easier opponent with Wright State to figure that out before you have to go and play UConn. And it's going to be tough over, over the weekend. It is. It's going to be tough. Let's just be real. But that's what the non-conference is for. And if Indiana can figure those things out, that's how you can generate a little tempo and a little urgency. Indiana's got to play with some urgency and some fight and some care on the offensive side because I think they are defensively. They're just not making the right rotations, and I don't think they're playing the right set. But on offense, there just seems to be a, a carefree, nonchalant, just we're here type of thing on offense, and that's not going to get it done in this conference. We'll start looking ahead for Indiana basketball as they have Wright State this week, UConn over the weekend, and Big Ten games are right around the corner. We'll talk about we'll talk about that coming up in just a second. Today's episode of Locked On Hoosiers is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I know the company that I work at, we've used LinkedIn multiple, multiple times to find people uh, for to fill positions and fill positions pretty quickly. And it's absolutely the way to go. You can literally do it in like four steps. It, it takes five minutes. Anybody can do it. LinkedIn Jobs is the place to go if you're looking to fill a spot or if you're looking to maybe be the one to fill the spot on LinkedIn Jobs. And, you know, when, you, when you're looking for that team member, you want to make sure you add the right one. And with LinkedIn, you can see all of their qualifications, all of their attributes, everything that they have, and see if they really are the right one for you and your small business. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
Well, we start looking ahead for Indiana basketball as we have a couple of games coming up for for the Hoosiers that could be some interesting ones. And I said this earlier, this game on Thursday against Wright State is no pushover, okay? It's not. And especially with how Indiana has played early on, um, it's you cannot overlook this team. And I don't think Wright State is all that great. They gave up 105 points um, in their first game of the season. And they're going to have another game under their belt by the time they play. So they'll have two games played like Indiana. And you are at home if you're the Hoosiers, which I don't know how much that says right now. Since you're not really playing well, you can't really take advantage of, of Assembly Hall. But I think Indiana can play a lot better. But man, you got to find a way to get a little bit of a rhythm. And wouldn't it be nice for Indiana to just not stress in this game, right? Don't let the Raiders come to town and and make this a 40-minute basketball game like we've seen Indiana play in both of their games to start this season. That's not what this is for. This game is not to, to stress and not to worry about, oh my gosh, we've got to tighten up in the last four minutes or we're going to lose, right? Indiana's got to find a way to just have a little fun, take a breather, go out and beat a team like you're supposed to when you play Wright State on Thursday. But as you look down this schedule, it's really hard not to look to what's coming up this weekend with number five, UConn. And it's going to be a game where, look, it's going to be tough. And even if Indiana was playing well through their first two games and even through their first three games with the Wright State game as well, even if they were playing good basketball, I'd still be worried. I mean, I, I think it's, I think that's common knowledge and common sense to be worried about the number five team in the country and a team that Mike Woodson said is the best team in the country. Um, I think it's very, very normal to be concerned because that's a really good UConn team, man. And it's going to be on ESPN. The whole country is going to be watching it in the Empire Classic. And I don't think the expectation is for Indiana to win by any means, but you would like to see them compete. That is where, that is where you're going to find out where exactly this Indiana team stands just four and five games into the season. Like, you're going to have a pretty good idea of where this Indiana team is and what they have to fix because a team like UConn, unlike Florida Gulf Coast, Army, and possibly Wright State, if you make mistakes, UConn will 100% make you pay. Whereas those other teams, they made you pay 30 to 40% of the time, right? They beat you on those things sometimes, not UConn. They're going to take you every single time that you mess up and make a mistake. That's why they're national champs, right? That's why they've won more national titles in the last 25 years than any other college basketball program on the men's side. I know that's crazy, but it's true. So Indiana has to be able to get up and play a good game in that. And I don't think the Hoosiers will overlook Wright State and look ahead to UConn. I don't think that's the case because – as big of a game as that is, two of the biggest programs in college basketball history, as big as that game is, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. Sure, it's a huge resume builder if Indiana wins, and 
if Indiana gets better throughout the year and becomes a tournament team, it's a resume building win for the, for the Huskies as well. But in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter all that much when it comes to standings or anything like that. It's just another game and a loss to the number five team in the country. You're not going to get punished all that much for that. If you're Indiana down the stretch, right back in or later on in March. So, Indiana should not be looking ahead to this game. They shouldn't be stressed about this game. They shouldn't be worried about a game like UConn because you are not going to be favored in that game. You're not supposed to win that game, and it's a good test of who you are and where you are at that point in the season. Then you have Harvard. Uh, you're going to play them as well um, before you get into Big Ten play. And, hey, that's a Harvard team as of right now. I don't know what they'll be by the time Indiana plays them a couple of days after Thanksgiving, but that's a Harvard team that's 2-0 and right now. So keep that in mind. Then you get into Big Ten play, and it's always interested to me. It always has been for me. Where you play some Big Ten games right in the middle of non-con play, in the, in the beginning of December. I personally don't like it. Um, it, it just, I don't know. It's just a weird step aside from what you've been doing to open the season for the last month. And it's like, okay, I know you're playing a bunch of teams in non-conference, but let's drop a couple Big Ten games in here for the heck of it. You play Maryland at home to open up on December 1st, and then you go to Ann Arbor, and you take on Michigan on December 5th. That's a tough game. What do you get for those two games for playing those? Well, you play Auburn down in Atlanta, uh, when you take them on in the holiday hoops giving, and then you play Kansas, the number one team of the country. So that's going to be a rough stretch. And I'm just going to go ahead and prepare you right now out of how many games is that we'll include Wright state. Cause we haven't gotten there yet. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. Okay. Seven games in between Wright state and Kansas. You are going to be the underdog in one, two, three, four, probably five of those games. You might be favored over Maryland. Maybe you'll be favored over Wright State and, and, and Harvard. But all the other games in that seven-game stretch, you're not supposed to win. And guess what? There's a good chance an Indiana doesn't win them, especially if they're playing the way they are right now. Hold on, Hoosier fans. It, it could be a little bumpy ride to start this December, late November, getting into December before January really cranks up. I think Indiana can win one of those two between Maryland and Michigan, more than likely Maryland at home versus Michigan, but hey, you never know. But things got to change, man. Things got to get fixed, and that's going to be a brutal stretch. But here's what good teams do. Here's what great programs do, and here's what really, really good coaches do. You learn from your losses, right? You don't dwell on them. You don't sulk on them. You don't get beat down because of them. You learn from those. And I'm not saying Indiana's going to lose all those games. I hope they can pull off some upsets because that's what they would be. But you're not supposed to win those games. And let's just be real. The way you're playing right now, you're not going to win a lot of those games. But if Indiana can compete and get better and grow, I'm okay losing some of those if the Hoosiers get better as they go and you can see some improvements being made. What's really going to upset me and a lot of you as well is in those games against Kansas and Auburn and UConn and, and Michigan, whoever, if the team just looks the exact same. 
If that's the case, then you have reason to be upset. But here's my warning to you before we wrap it up. In this next seven-game stretch, do not flip out. Don't flip out, okay? It may be a bumpy ride for a minute. We are looking for the team to get better. We're looking for the team to improve. We're looking for growing and growth in this Indiana team that does have 10 new faces this season. I'm looking for growth from the freshmen, from the transfers, and I'm looking for leadership out of your experienced veteran guys. The seven games are crucial coming up. They are. And you and I are going to be in it together. All right, we're going to be in it together. So just hang on with me. If I have confidence and I have faith, you should too. So just stick with this team and this program over what could be a, a bumpy next seven games for the Indiana Hoosiers. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers. I appreciate you making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen each and every day. I'm having a lot of fun with this. I hope you are as well. And uh, we've got some games coming up. Of course, Wright State on Thursday, UConn over the weekend. So be sure that you are uh, liking and subscribing if you're on YouTube. It helps us out tremendously. If you're on your any podcasting platform, make sure you subscribe there as well. Turn on your notifications so you know each and every time that we post a new episode. And be sure you follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Hoosiers. You can follow me on Twitter as well at Goins2Jacob. And until, tech, until next time, Hoosier fans, stay safe. And I'll talk to you.